Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Virginia leader wants to see a change in how express lanes work on 95. I'm Mike Marillo. A new battle has been joined over development in Prince George's County. I'm Dick Iuliano. We had gains across the board on Wall Street Monday trading overseas. Asian stocks are higher this morning for the most part. Good morning. It's 1 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington, preparing for snow in the Midwest. In Minnesota. We're always planning for inclement weather. XL Energy Regional Vice President John Marshall says the crews are ready to roll in case there are outages. He says down trees and car crashes can cause headaches. There is some added immediacy and, and intensity in the winter times, wanting to make sure that both the electric or natural gas, if any is disrupted, to get those restored as safely and as quickly as possible. Inside a Minneapolis Ace Hardware store. Folks were stocking up on bags of salt and other storm supplies. Jennifer Kuyper, CBS News. The founder of the now-defunct FTX cryptocurrency exchange has been arrested in the Bahamas at the request of the U.S. Charges that will be brought against Sam Bankman-Fried will be unveiled on Tuesday. Coindesk reporter Nick Day says there are a lot of questions about how FTX handled its customers' funds. There was no real clarity as to... You know, who was able to access these funds, that insiders were able to take these funds and buy houses and real estate in the Bahamas. Basically, uh, the sheer number of corporate governance failures that are being alleged are, are pretty severe. And I suspect that is a huge part of where some of these charges come from. The suspected Libyan intelligence official who federal prosecutors believe made the bomb that destroyed a passenger plane over Lockerbie, Scotland, 34 years ago, was in U.S. federal court on Monday. CBS's Deborah Alfaron on the appearance of Abu Aguila, Mohammed Massoud. A bomb hidden in luggage detonated on the flight from London to New York just four days before Christmas in 1988. 59 people on board the plane were killed. 11 more on the ground died from falling debris. The FBI says Massoud admitted to building the bomb and coordinating the attack with two others during a 2012 interview with a Libyan law enforcement officer. An oil speak and a spill that is in a creek in northeastern Kansas has shut down a major pipeline that runs from Canada through the plains and to the Texas Gulf Coast. It's the largest spill in the history of the Keystone Pipeline. Warren Martin heads up an oil industry nonprofit. Anytime that you have a malfunction of oil and gas anywhere, it's a very serious issue. And certainly no one takes it more serious than the oil and gas industry does. And remediation must take place. Analysis must take place. What caused it? How did it happen? What can we do to prevent it? Opening statements have begun to the second trial on seditious conspiracy charges against members of the far-right Oath Keepers group. Federal prosecutors say lower-level members of the group planned and participated in the, in the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. On Wall Street Monday, the Dow up more than 1.5%. This is CBS News. To sell your home, connect with Jennifer Young. This is Dave Johnson. I know this from experience. And while the average agent in the D.C. region sells a home or two every month, Jennifer sells at least one home every single day and has over 15,000 buyers in her database ready to look at your home. The Wall Street Journal ranks Jennifer and her amazing team in the top 100 out of 1.4 million real estate agents in the entire country for 10 years ago counting. So go ahead, do what I did. Call Jennifer at 877-611-SELL or online at jenniferyounghomes.com. Keller Williams Realty, 703-815-5700. WTOP at 103. 
Tuesday morning, 13th of December, 2022. Welcome in. Partly cloudy, very cold this overnight early morning. Lows in the 20s and 30s by daybreak. We're at 38 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for taking us along for your early Tuesday morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this 1 a.m. hour here at WTOP. It took decades, but a former Mercerville clergyman has been convicted now of sex crimes against a teenager. 65-year-old Scott Asselon, a former priest at St. Francis de Sales Catholic Church, was indicted this week, arrested back in 2020 for the abuse which happened in 1985. After the arrest, then-at-large D.C. Council member David Grosso revealed he was the victim. Grosso telling WTOP what it felt like to see his abuser again in court. It was hard. It was like, uh, you know, I hadn't seen him since probably 1987 um, in person. And, you know, I had to really gather myself and walk as fast as I could because we ran into him outside. Monday's conviction comes after Asselon entered an Alford plea in the case. That means he does not admit guilt but acknowledges there is enough evidence for a conviction in the case. He faces up to 10 years at sentencing scheduled for the spring in April. In the meantime, Michael Burbage reminds he's of the Diocese of Arlington, says that victims of child sexual abuse continue to experience ongoing trauma and suffering even decades after the abuse took place urging any allegation of abuse be reported directly to the diocese and to authorities as well. WTLP at 105. We continue with our coverage now of the developing news out of Loudoun County this week. The former superintendent of the county's public school system is now facing charges. A school spokesperson is also facing prosecution and has now been placed on leave. A special grand jury has been investigating how the school system responded to sexual assault. Indicted on a felony, Wade Byard is accused of perjury. The misdemeanor counts against former Loudoun School Superintendent Scott Ziegler include one called false publication, which alleges Ziegler lied at a school board meeting when asked about whether he was aware of assaults in bathrooms. Two additional counts against Ziegler refer to a special education teacher who the special grand jury says faced retaliation for testifying in court and for expressing views about matters of public concern. For Seeking WTOP News. WTOP at 106 Tuesday morning. Transportation this morning, right now on I-95. Whether you can use the express lanes depends on the time of day you plan to take that interstate. And area lawmakers are calling that system short-sighted and is calling for a big change as well. With only reversible lanes in place. What we've seen now is that 95 is backed up in both directions all throughout the day. That's why Fairfax County Board of Supervisors Chairman Jeff McKay says. There, there's an appetite to have these lanes going in both directions and, and you know really unlock a lot of the gridlock. He says the benefit of express lanes in both directions is being seen over on I-66, which has lanes in both directions. That's why he wants to see it for 95, too. I'm going to be formally asking uh, that Transurban and VDOT uh, look at this. McKay's plan was first reported by our news partners at NBC4. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Maryland Army National Guard. Aired by the Maryland, D.C., Delaware Broadcasters Association at this station. 
Dean Lane on WTOP. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. It is the 13th of December. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome in this early 1 a.m. hour to WTOP 108 to be exact. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Driving and weather on the 8th and when it breaks, guaranteed through the overnight early morning hours. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us this morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. We start in Virginia, 95 northbound. A couple of work zones to step around. One could be rather lengthy, but for the moment it's okay. 95 northbound across the Rappahannock River. Past Falmouth and on toward the Centerport Parkway, exit 136, a left lane gets by. But here, Virginia State authorities have been warning us that they could be shutting the road down for up to 30 minutes at a time as they do the work on the I-66 express lane expansion. And to that end, we are watching that one very closely. But for the moment, the single left lane appears to be getting by. Farther afield, near Garrisonville and exit 143 northbounders finding one left lane past that work zone. That's been a little more tricky to get past, but it seems to be ironing out now. Southbounders not affected by any of this. Capitol Beltway, the outer loop work off the Legion Bridge to a point just before you get to the Dulles Toll Road, a left lane getting by there. Express lanes, no help here. They are out of commission on the outer loop from Georgetown Frank all the way to I-66. On 66 itself, we've got work inside the Beltway before the Dulles Connector Road, left lane getting by there. Outside the Beltway, the westbound ramp to go south on Nutley Street shut down for work. So is the westbound ramp to go west on Route 50, exit 57B. Left lane of two actually getting by on that ramp. And then westbounders from the Manassas Rest Area to Sudley Road. It's a left lane past that work zone. Eastbounders, you'll find the work near Sudley, near uh, Centerville, Route 29, heading toward the Fairfax County Parkway. Left lane getting by that work. In Maryland, I-95 northbound. After I-195, before you get to the Baltimore Beltway, a single left lane getting by the work. That left-hand ramp that carries you onto the inner loop of the Baltimore Beltway is shut down. 270 northbound. At Bucky's Town Pike, the left lane gets by in the travel lanes. The on and off ramps are both shut down for the work. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. We are tracking a storm system making its way across the country. That'll get here on Thursday. going to be a big deal. But first of all, your cold starts here Tuesday. We'll see high temperatures in the afternoon uh, into the mid to upper 40s. So make sure you dress warm for the day. It is going to be a little bit chilly and below average. Same deal on Wednesday. Cold start. Uh, temperatures in the mid 40s in the afternoon. Thursday is the day, though. We'll see the rain and ice move in Wednesday night into Thursday morning. Could have some problems on area roadways Thursday morning, so we'll be tracking that for you very closely. Once again, Thursday is a weather alert day. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're in 39 in Roslyn as well, Farragut Square, 33 in Laurel, 38 in Holding in our nation's capital, 1 a.m. hour. Tuesday morning, 13th of December, 2022. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Welcome in. This check brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Welcome in. The latest in the war between Ukraine and Russia coming next on WTOP. 
111. Reliable transportation is often the deciding factor in a family's ability to escape poverty. While the car business has been turned upside down and car donations have become scarce, the number of local families needing reliable transportation has not changed. Your car donation to Vehicles for Change will help a local family not only get a job, but get their children to daycare, after-school activities, and doctor appointments. The process is easy, and you may qualify for the highest possible tax deduction. Visit vehiclesforchange.org and donate your car today. At CDW, we get the importance of clear communication. I was on a conference call, and I think my boss asked me to send her roasted beets in a can. Talk to the experts at CDW. Using poly headsets and cameras, they'll orchestrate a collaboration solution that lets you hear and see clearly on any device, any meeting platform. Huh. Looks like she asked me to send her the report sheets when I can. You like beets? Mm, no. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash poly. This is WTOP News. It's 112 on WTOP. Here at home, growth in Prince George's County is getting a second look led by newly elected members of the county council. The county council has voted to repeal five different zoning changes meant to bring shops and businesses to the county that residents want. But veteran council member Mel Franklin warns the changes could backfire. It looks like you're saying Prince George's County's closed for business, closed for economic development. Newly elected council member Walla Blagay denies the zoning repeals will discourage business. I completely reject the idea that all that these repeals are saying that the county is bad for business. Blagay says she's also aiming to limit tobacco and cannabis shops and an oversaturation of townhouses. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP at 113. The current president this week asking the U.S. and other countries that have supported it to keep that support going into the new year. President Zelensky pressing Western leaders to provide more advanced weapons to help his country. He also repeated his calls for Russian forces to withdraw from occupied areas of Ukraine, suggesting Christmas as a retreat date. Meantime, this morning, WTOP's national security correspondent, J.J. Green, with another story from the ground in Ukraine. This story is about those who are being celebrated. What you hear is the voice of Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, during a recent medal ceremony. He posted this on Telegram. His words and the music, the artful camera work are striking. You see the stoic facial expressions of men and women in the military there to be honored. But when you look closer into their eyes, their resolute stares, you see bloodshot eyes, a chin quiver, a leg shaking. Then there are the wives of those that made the ultimate sacrifice with glassy eyes, tears streaming down their faces, their teenage daughters holding tight to them, and the little boys and girls squirming around, seemingly oblivious as to what's going on, taking it all in, involuntarily storing it all away, to be called up on the day when they're told their fathers and mothers were heroes of Ukraine. J.J., Ukrainians have said they will not give in or be defeated by this Russian invasion, but the war is now, what, almost 10 months old, and we have thousands of innocent Ukrainians been killed, uh, many members of the military dead as well. Are you seeing evidence that this defiance that we've seen for a long time is intact? Yes, I am. Short answer. Over the weekend, a friend who's living in Ukraine, a friend from before this war, someone who is not a Ukrainian, but someone who's gone there to help, sent me a short video. It was a video of people in the metro in Kiev dancing. There was uh, a little small group playing music, and they were dancing. They were trying to show that 
they can find their happiness even in the midst of darkness. And they were also saying as well in this particular video, nothing you can do to us, Russia, is going to stop us. Now, being an objective reporter, I have to understand, and we have to understand, that this is something that people are doing to try to save their own sanity, but they're also trying to send a message to the rest of the world. This is what our lives have been reduced to. We need your help, but we're going to continue pushing. We just hope that the rest of the world will continue pushing back against Russia. With the very latest in the war between Ukraine and Russia, WTLP's own national security correspondent, J.J. Green, in a conversation with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTLP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Tuesday morning, December 13th. Sports time and Rob's turn once again this morning. One number stands out from the Wizards' 112-110 loss to the Brooklyn Nets. 20 turnovers, leading to 21 points. Why Wes Unsell Jr.? I think at times guys try and do too much, make things happen on their own. It's tough for switches. I mean, you know, it's not necessarily what you're running, it's how you run it. And, you know, just reading how they're guarding it, you know, slipping and get below coverage. Sometimes they hold on to it too long, and that's an aggressive defense. Kevin Durant had 30 points and 9 rebounds in his hometown, and Kristaps Porzingis scored 12 of his 20 points in the first quarter before sitting out the fourth with back tightness that leaves him day-to-day. Navy Athletic Director Chet Gladchuk explained the reason behind firing Ken Niamatololo as the longtime head football coach of the midshipmen. I conveyed it to him, and I also conveyed it, as I mentioned, for 20 years to the head coach every year. As a matter of fact, the coach states to his team you know, what his goals are every year and what our objectives are. And again, it was clear as a bell. There's no confusion with regard to what the expectations are. Which he says is Commander-in-Chief Trophies and Bowl Eligibility. Niamatololo told ESPN he was fired at his Postgame locker immediately after the double overtime loss to Army. Nia Montalolo, the winningest coach in program history, but just completed a third straight season with four or fewer wins and has lost five of the last seven meetings with rival Army. The Washington Commanders activated Carson Wentz from injured reserve, but starting center Tyler Larson is headed to IR, and the Arizona Cardinals would lose Kyler Murray to a non-contact injury in the first quarter of a 27-13 loss to the New England Patriots. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. The federal government looking into TikTok, the Chinese social media company, over apparent security concerns. CBS correspondent Scott McFarlane on why it could post a threat to national security. John Carlin, who ran the National Security Division at the Justice Department, worries Chinese officials could influence what videos are shown to Americans. It's not just the collection or theft of that data. It's also manipulating what it is that you see. And the question is, for the national security professionals, do we want China determining what it is that we see here in America? The top stories Tuesday morning we're looking at for you here on WTLP. A former Northern Virginia clergyman found guilty of sexual abuse against a minor. We'll hear from the victim, a former D.C. lawmaker. And a grand jury indicts Loudoun County's recently fired superintendent of schools. We'll tell you what charges he's facing this morning linked to his handling of two different sexual assaults in two different schools. Stay with WTLP. For more on these developing stories Tuesday morning in just minutes. For the time now is one eighteen. First, as always, over to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Back to the D.C. roadways, Dino. Northbound D.C. 295. As you pass Benning Road, watch for the brake lights ahead. Maysville has some slowing from an earlier crash after Burroughs Avenue. Hopefully that's soon to be gone from the right side. But I think that is where we have the most of the cleanup activity. Again, 
kind of flying blind here. No cameras here to help us out. And we have not had an update from the front of the line in some time. Tell us what you're seeing there or anywhere at 866-304-WTOP. On the Virginia roadways, we'll start on the Capitol Beltway. The outer loop work from the Legion Bridge toward the Dulles Toll Road. Single left getting by. That works on 66 inside the Beltway westbound. This will be near the Dulles Connector Road. A left lane getting by before you get to exit 67. And then outside the Beltway, the big one is going to be between Centerville and Manassas. Past the Manassas Rest Area, heading towards Sudley Road, a left lane, getting by the work single file. Eastbounders, your work is going to be after 29 Centerville, heading toward the Fairfax County Parkway, the left lane getting by there. But again, serious, no serious delays getting through any of this right now. Keeping a very close eye on I-95 in Virginia, northbound work after the Rappahannock River Bridge, heading for the Centerport Parkway, exit 136, a left lane getting by. We had been told by Virginia State authorities that we can have stoppages here up to half an hour in length through this work zone, have not observed any so far. But again, the cameras are kind of higgledy-piggledy here. If you see it before we do, let us know. But right now, it does appear that traffic is flowing fairly quietly on northbound 95. That is also through our other work zone on 95 northbound before Garrisonville, exit 143. That is also one to the left to get by. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Uh, cold start to our Tuesday for sure. Temperatures in the mid-20s in some of the colder suburbs, low to mid-20s, and temperatures in the afternoon rebounding back into the low to mid-40s. So going to be a chilly day. Make sure you bundle up for it, even with plenty of sunshine. 46 on Wednesday with increasing clouds ahead of our next storm system. We're calling Wednesday night and Thursday a weather alert day for rain and potential for ice. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. We're at 39 degrees upon Circle as well in Annandale, 34 Germantown, 38 in Holding, and our nation's capital. This morning, tomorrow, Tuesday morning, December 13th. Welcome into WTOP. Glad you're with us. This latest check brought to you this morning by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. WTOP at 121 will turn to health news next. At United Bank, the community bank of the nation's capital, we know the financial decisions you're making to keep your families and future secure. With a long history of safe, sound, relationship-driven banking practices, we provide our customers with peace of mind protection. We offer the best of both worlds, the technology, products, and expertise you expect from a big bank, but with the personal touch and local decision-making only a local community bank delivers. Learn more at bankwithunited.com. Member FDIC. Why buy a boring new car when you can have an amazing certified pre-owned luxury car from Select Auto Imports? Select is a five-star dealer that has been in the D.C. area for more than 30 years. Customers know that the BMWs, Mercedes, and Maseratis at Select feel like they are brand new. Drive your dream car with no payments for three months. And for a limited time, all premium vehicles are up to 33% off MSRP. Select Auto Imports in Alexandria, Virginia. Drive luxury for less and find out what drives you. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Happy holidays from Closet America. And their gift to you is 25% off and free installation on any of their custom storage solutions for this holiday season. Hi, it's Chris Core. Let Closet America build your dream closet, your perfect home office, your organized mudroom, or your space-expanding garage, all at a great discount. Get details at ClosetAmerica.com. Closet America. Everything in its place perfectly. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 122. Welcome in. Glad you're with us here at 103.5 FM, WTOP.com, and of course, on the WTOP app. It sometimes is easy to forget just how much everyone around the country and the world has gone through 
Since early 2020, more than a million dead from COVID. Finger pointing by lawmakers and everyday citizens, misinformation and disinformation. So why were we so underprepared to handle a pandemic of this caliber? And isn't it important now to answer that question to be better prepared for next time? Some are calling for a 9-11 style commission to look into the country's response to COVID overall. This morning, New York Times correspondent Cheryl Gay Stolberg, who covers health policy, joins the conversation. Well, right now it seems to be hanging in the balance on Capitol Hill. A bill that would create a commission passed, uh, really sailed out of the Senate Health Committee with overwhelming bipartisan support, 20 to 2 in March. But it's been kind of languishing in the Senate where Senator Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, has not brought it up for a vote. President Biden hasn't taken a position on it. And, you know, we're in the waning days of a lame duck session. And the last hope to get this bill passed is to tack it on to a spending bill that has to get through by the end of the year. Beyond what you just told us, the thumbnail of the president and Chuck Schumer and all that, what is the problem? Is there no desire for this? I mean, clearly there's a need. Well, this bill would do a number of things. It would create a 9-11 style commission that would investigate both the Trump and the Biden response to the pandemic. It would make the CDC director's position a Senate confirmed position. It would uh, do some more, um, it would take additional steps to improve uh, the public health infrastructure. And it's not quite clear why the Biden White House opposes or or has not taken a firm stand in support of this bill. They haven't come out either way. I suppose one could infer uh, that perhaps they don't want a commission to investigate both their response and the Trump response, but they haven't said and they wouldn't comment for my story. Well, is there a back door to push it through? Is there some other way? Well, the back door would be to tack it on to the omnibus spending measure. That's like a big catch-all spending measure that has to pass. A lot of different lawmakers are trying to tack their <laughs> projects onto that bill, and it's unclear um, how many add-ons can can ride through on that bill. So we'll have to see. That's really the, that's the back door, if there is one. What's the final thought you'd leave us with, especially since with the triple whammy of flu, RSV, COVID, we're not doing especially well even now. Uh, I understand our hospitals are filling up again. I think the final thought I would leave you with is that much like 9-11, we are as a nation coming out of a very traumatic time. Many, many, many more people died as a result of COVID than died on 9-11. People are still grieving the loss of their loved ones. The 9-11 Commission was kind of a catharsis for the nation. It was really a national reckoning. It came up with specific recommendations for how to do things better. Uh, The Commission published a book that was a bestseller, and it kind of pulled together a national narrative of what went wrong. And people who support this bill say that that's really important to do as a result of the pandemic or in the fallout from the pandemic, Uh, if only to bring the nation closure and to bring some comfort to those who lost their loved ones. That's health policy correspondent Cheryl Gay Stolberg with the New York Times. Talking with Dimitri and Michelle. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com.